are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. Today's episode is brought to you by Locked On NHL. Head on over to wherever you listen to Locked On Flames and make sure that you subscribe and listen to Locked On NHL, hosted by some very talented local experts in the Locked On family. Fantastic stuff over there. Occasionally, I'll pop on for an interview or just to shoot the breeze with some really awesome people. On today's episode of Locked on Flames, we will be discussing the Stanley Cup playoff semifinal matchups going on between Vegas and Montreal, and of course, Tampa Bay Lightning versus the New York Islanders. Both series are tied at two, and then we have to talk about some crazy discourse that happened this weekend. So make sure you stick around, subscribe, like, follow, leave a review and a five-star rating a positive review please if that's your thing and we will read it on the air and of course give you a nice little shout out but thank you so much for tuning into today's episode i hope you all had a safe and fantastic weekend i know for me all i did was try to prepare myself for some more off-season content coming your way every day And that is just a reminder that I am here for you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday with an occasional bonus episode on the weekends. And there will be, uh, I think, about seven episodes out this week. And I am looking very, very much looking forward to sprinkling you guys with some extra love. But, you know, we're here half an hour every day, just about a half an hour for your commute, your time on the elliptical, time on your Peloton, wherever You need to squeeze in a half an hour of your favorite team. But let's talk about the New York Islanders and Tampa Bay Lightning first. These, uh, the series is tied at two. It was a crazy game Saturday night. They do play tonight at 8 Eastern, so 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Ryan Pollock had um, the save of the playoffs. I'm sorry. (laughs) In game four. He played the puck so well. He just... Uh, at the literally like I think it was three seconds left in the game, and uh, Varmalov was out of the net, and he just said, "Oh, uh, that's not going to go in." And he just he turned into a goalie for a quick second. The Islanders did go on to win that game four to two. There were three goals in the second period by the Islanders, and Tampa did try to compete complete the comeback, but they could not do it. It was a very intense 40-minute hockey game. <laughs> you know, that that opening frame, I think, is one of the biggest downfalls of this series. I think that both teams are kind of... I don't want to say shaking the dust off because that's not, that's not true. They play a very good first period, but it's just not necessarily one where goals are scored or, uh, you know, a lot of action happens, which is fine. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it's kind of equivalent to a pitcher's duel there but you know it can be boring to some people and then of course I think the Islanders are most definitely a second period team and you know sometimes that just has to be what it is in order for the lightning to get sparked up and ready to go and you know Tampa's offense has been keeping it very spicy I think that (laughs) 
that obviously, you know, we talk about it a lot. Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, uh, things like that. You know, they are absolutely insane. But their defense as well is stellar. And it does, like we've talked about a million times, you have to be on the same page and same wavelength and energy as your team as a whole if you want to win. And I truly believe that Tampa is more times than not always on the same same sentence. They're right there, right in the same same spot as each other, nine times out of ten. This series has been fun. I think it's been a lot of, you know, highly competitive hockey, which you like to see. I do think that both series are kind of not having the best officiating, which we will absolutely talk about next, but it's just confusing to me that, you know, officiating has been rough the entire playoffs, but this round in particular, I think that there have been more missed calls than pasta to the refs and things like that, you know. Um, I really don't understand how there is such a big gap and an inconsistency when you have one job to do and a rule book to refer back to, especially because, you know, I get it. Like the Hurricanes were definitely a less disciplined team than the Islanders, but it makes no sense to me why the Islanders aren't getting calls that are absolutely penalties and same for the Lightning. It's just very confusing, and unfortunately, I don't have the answers. None of us do, but you know what we do have the answer for? Your hunger. Built Bar is the world's best-tasting protein bar, and you can eat it as a snack, have it in between meals, have it for a meal. Honestly, they're very filling, and Built Bar is just one of those... I get it. Okay, I do get it. There are people out there who are like, oh, I don't eat protein bars because they're like, they're grainy. They taste, you know, they say that they come in all these great flavors, but it just tastes like sand. Nope, Built Bars bars taste like candy bars and they're fantastic to eat. Uh, really no guilt there. They're for anybody who is trying to maintain weight, lose weight, or just eat something good. And you can head on over to builtbar.com today and use promo code locked15 for 15% off of your next order. Locked on Flames continues. Let's keep this conversation going on Twitter at Jess Belmosto and share all of your thoughts with me. Okay, so let's pick up where we left off, but in this we need to talk about the refs in the Vegas and Montreal series. There has only been four penalties called through four games. That is absolutely insane because I don't know if you watched the game on Friday, but Corey Perry, his nose was busted. Like he's probably like ha- he probably has a broken nose or or something at least because of uh, I'm, I don't remember if it was a high stick or what, but he was gushing blood and there was no call on the play, nothing and. Officiating last night was horrendous. I don't know why. And uh, Sam from the broadcast was talking about this, and she said they have a literal rule book to refer back to, and they just don't do it. 
so what's the point of having that rule book sort of deal? Like, oh, we don't know why they can't make the calls. Okay, well, then maybe you should hire some more competent refs who know the rules a little bit better than the ones that you have. And then there's people out there who are complaining, like, oh, stop complaining about officiating. Uh, this is the playoffs. And it's like, that doesn't matter. Things escalate because of missed calls and because of a lack of accountability, if you will. And then that just leads to, like, dramatic brain injuries and things. So we don't need that. Also, speaking of Corey Perry, his child is so cute. Uh, his kid was in the stands last night and just the biggest blue eyes and the Goldilocks curls. Oh, my goodness. Just so freaking cute. And it stinks that they had to see their dad lose. But, you know, I, it's just so cute. Oh, my gosh. And, of course, you know, Montreal did have that huge overtime game winner in uh, Game 3 on Friday, which was a fantastic game to watch. I was so excited. And the only reason that they won because was because of a misplayed puck by Marc-Andre Fleury. And that kind of just left people scratching their heads a little bit, you know? What are they going to do? And then, of course... You know, Robin Leonard was the starter last night, and he he went on to give some, like, pretty funny quotes talking about how um, he got to the rink two hours early to check out Twitter and use that as motivation, which I think is good because, honestly, I'm not somebody who can just, like, read people talking smack about me and use that as you know, motivation. I'm usually, like, distraught. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think it's really awesome. And he did go on to say that him and Flurry are actually, like, really good friends. So there's no, none of this, like, weird beef tension that people are trying to orchestrate and manufacture. But, uh, you know, he did play a really good game. I think that it kind of goes back to the goalie coach because Leonard hasn't, won a game since I believe it was May 9th so that was still like the regular season you know and that's a long time to go without a win and of course he played I believe it was last series or the series before um but it just it did not go over well but he went in last night and played fantastic hockey I watched a little bit of the game and from what I did see and what I could tell was that Vegas was outplaying Montreal, but I don't think that Montreal looked as bad as people might be reacting. I think that there was definitely a little bit of, you know, up and down, inconsistency sort of thing, but I think that they were playing a little bit better than they perhaps did on Friday. There were more shots on goal compared to Friday. I think that in the first period on Friday, Montreal only had six shots, and Vegas had like twenty something. And uh, I believe at the end of the night, Carey Price had like forty saves, or something ridiculous like that. But uh, Roy had the overtime winner in Vegas, or not in Vegas, in Montreal for Vegas. It was, uh, you know, tie up the series and give Montreal. You know, a little bit of run for their money, if you will. And they will play, of course, tomorrow night. But I am very interested in this series because, obviously, I want to see a fantastic, entertaining, 
well-matched Stanley Cup final. I think that it is very exciting, and I think a lot of people are just kind of expecting it to be Vegas and Tampa, but, you know, you can't always (laughs) predict that. You can't always, uh, you know, get that prediction right, and, you know, it's hockey. Expect the unexpected sort of deal. But I would go on to say that whoever the matchup is, it is going to be some hard-fought hockey. And, you know, the Lightning could repeat. The Islanders could go on and finally make it past the Eastern Conference Final for the first time in a long time. Vegas could make their second return to the Stanley Cup Final in their existence. And then, of course, you have a Canadian team already making it to the semifinals. I mean, it was kind of like bracketed that way to begin with but then they would be going on to play in the Stanley Cup final which hasn't happened in a very long time so it's interesting I'm looking forward to it I think that it would be interesting I I personally want to see the Canadians in the the finals because I think that they're like the only likable team left but you know, we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. Uh, obviously, listen to the respective shows. Locked on Canadians, locked on Lightning, locked on Islanders, locked on Vegas, Golden Knights, because they are some very talented hosts over there. And, you know, if you don't want to hear me complaining, <laughs> for one, spice it up. Laura and Scott do a fantastic job with the Canadians show. Gil is a doll from the um, Islanders show. So, you know, just have fun with it. Enjoy. Uh, (laughs) Why don't you tell me who you are rooting for? Go to Twitter. Tell me who you're rooting for and why I should be rooting for them. But coming up next, we are going to talk about some strange discourse that happened on Twitter last night. And I'm very confused as to why people feel the need to be the way that they are. But first, let me talk to you about Bet Online AG. Bet Online AG is the only place that uh, Locked On Network trusts for their sports betting. They have live updates, everything you need. You know, make it they make it fairly easy to place your bets and you can sign up today for a free account and earn that 50% welcome bonus when you sign up and use promo code locked on. So you head on over, sign up for your free account, and of course make your first deposit and double that with your promo code locked on. Easy enough, right? I'd say so. Lockdown Flames continues. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you can listen to me, Jess Belmosto, talk to you through your commute, your workday, your exercising, your cardio, whatever it may be. I know I listen to podcasts while I'm cooking or cleaning, so maybe listen to me while you clean. I don't know. But in more exciting news, JT Brown has officially announced his retirement from professional hockey and is now joining the Seattle Kraken broadcast team. That is so exciting. You know, I love JT Brown. I think that him and his wife, Lexi, do a fantastic job of being, uh, you know, allies and 
raising awareness on social issues and actually doing something about it it's not just performative action and things like that like it's not just sharing an instagram story they are very obviously very socially aware and jt brown is uh, a black man so i think that it's obviously important for other kids to see him and be like hey i can do this too and to have that sort of role model and i think it's great to see somebody join the broadcast team that uh you know alongside john forsland who will provide that excellent commentary and i'm excited to see that but in more confusing news we gotta talk we oh my god we need to talk about twitter okay twitter is a, a hell site in my humble opinion <laughs> but there the announcement uh for the selkie award was given out over the weekend i believe it was friday friday or saturday and everybody was kind of confused as to why so many writers didn't have Patrice Bergeron in their top five, but they instead they had players like Mitch Marner in there, which does not make any sense to me personally, even with my bias aside. Uh, I understand that this was based on regular season performance, yes, but I don't see Mitch Marner as a top five two-way player in my opinion but this writer I don't remember his name I know where he writes but I'm not going to put him on blast was blasting people for saying that Patrice Bergeron is not a top five 200 foot forward which is very confusing to me because he has been nominated for a Selkie 10 years, I believe it's 9 or 10 years in a row. They will probably rename the award after him once he retires. And it's very confusing because he was like attacking fan bases and calling the Boston fans like a threat and like just really low hanging fruit that didn't make any sense really. And People were like, dude, like, you're not even making any sense in your argument here. Even though I'm a Boston fan, I think that leaving Patrice Bergeron out of your top five in 2021 is insane. That's just asinine to me, and I don't understand why we let people vote on these awards when they are just trying to... I don't even know what they're trying to do. Prove a point? Like, you just look foolish, but... I believe it was the same writer who came out and said, well, I just wanted to see someone new win it. Okay, so number one, this isn't a popularity contest. It, this is about how, you know, good a hockey player is. And of course, I think that it was uncalled for for them to attack fans and um, really th- throw all of Boston in to one generalization and the tweet that was tweeted at him for him to make that comment was like very clearly a joke and it just escalated but you know to say something so rude and to call Boston fans like a threat to society or something like that is just so dumb and ridiculous like I get it you're frustrated because your mentions are full of people who have 
better opinions than you, you need to just put the phone down, walk away, delete the Twitter app, go spend time with your kids or something, like go outside. I know we always say online, like go touch some grass. And I think that that's what that person needed to do. But anyways, in more discourse of uh, media awards. <laughs> oh boy. So the Lady Bing was given out and somebody had a complete meltdown that Connor McDavid was not in, like not a final nominee. Now, we saw Connor McDavid play a lot this year. Am I right? Correct? If I remember correctly, my memory is serving me correctly. He did, he did get called for several penalties uh, but there were several times his elbow flew into people's faces, and he should have been fined um, at the very least, and uh, that never happened. So you don't get to win an award for, uh, you know, sportsmanship or gentlemanly-like conduct on the ice uh, when you're throwing elbows in people's faces. And then they were even more upset because of Austin Matthews not winning, and everyone was like, we, we're not even entertaining this because Austin Matthews is not a gentleman, and I, I don't understand how you can argue that when, you know, he did what he did in the summer of 2019, and I understand that people grow and people change, but he also did not have only one penalty on the season like Jacob Slavin. So please take any arguments for Austin Matthews that you want to make in my Twitter mentions and argue with a wall because I'm not dealing with that. And yeah, I am... Very much looking forward to talking about the Flames uh, free agency, what they've got, and what the expansion draft could hold for the Calgary Flames. And that will be up for your morning commute tomorrow. So, of course, I will chat with y'all then. And thank you so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to listen to Locked On NHL, Locked On Lightning, Locked On Canadians, Locked On Islanders, and Locked On Golden Knights. Wherever you listen to Locked on Flames, if you're interested in more playoff coverage. And with that, I will see you all tomorrow. Have a great day. Stay safe and be kind.